Declare. I'm Lindsay. I'm Bobby. We have a very special guest today, Adam Mayer. He is the Director of Career Development. Adam, welcome. How are you doing? Good, good. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. It's a pleasure. So what's going on in your neck of the woods? So there's quite a bit, uh, considering September feels like uh, a minute ago. A couple job fairs. Uh, we probably had our largest attendance over there for the part-time job fair. Yeah, so that's always good. And then we did uh, what's called downtown takeover. So Montclair downtown. We're trying to bridge sort of the gap between downtown and students knowing about it. Oh, we went to that. Oh, that's where, all, the where all of the yeah. different yeah. community members came yeah. out. Oh, yeah, that was fantastic. Their, it's cool. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they, they bring their wares and raise awareness of their their stuff and students get to see what's going on so it's good a couple good events things are uh, got some breathing room right now we'll take it but uh yeah again glad to be here yeah that's good i'm glad we can snag you during a uh, a lower time in the month of October here. Mm-hmm. So what we wanted to bring Adam on for is for all of our pre-major students who are starting to sure. sort through some of these majors, we have how many majors at Montclair? 235. Wow. Yeah. Crazy, right? That is that, insane. That's scary. Yes. <laughs> I have a lot of choices and now I'm scared. A lot of yeah, options. it's a lot of majors, minors, concentrations for our students here. And Bobby and I were noticing we have a lot of majors on this list that you look at them and you don't necessarily know what you can do mm-hmm. with this major. Um, so I think a lot of people would look at a major like English, let's say, and they know that they can be an English teacher sure. is sort of an obvious choice there. Um, but what else can we do with some of these majors? So sure. since you are the expert here on career, all that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the director. <laughs> So, can you, we start talking through some of these different majors sure. that um, Bobby and I have our list here, and maybe talk through some different careers that students who have these majors could go into after they graduate. Sure. So, maybe just to preface the whole, before we actually look at some of these in particular, is, you know, so much of the philosophy is major doesn't dictate career. So, even when I was going through LinkedIn and looking at alumni and what the majors were and what their job titles are, There's a heck of a lot of overlap. There's a heck of a lot of changeover from entry-level job title to now where they are, additional certifications. They're in in careers that have nothing to do with their major, which is is not, again, the the worst thing in the world. But um, we we want students to understand that they have choices. The the major is not a sentence, you know. It's a Mm -hmm. description of what it is that they can do. Because most employers, you know, some of them in particular, like accounting, they're going to want an accounting major. But a lot of the humanities majors, I mean, they're, they're critical thinking and analytical skills, those sort of things that they hone. All employers want that regardless of field. Right. So there's a silver lining there. So there's majors here that are less about like the vocational training and more Absolutely. about learning how to be a thinker. Yeah. What was your major when you were in college? So Psychology. Because uh-huh. I realized that there were words for what's wrong with me. <laughs> <laughs> succinctly put and what what were they well we get into the freudian defense mechanisms and all like you know rationalization those sort of things i was like this is really cool you know and then understanding people's motivation and you know maybe understanding my behavior and stuff like that it was always pretty cool so um yeah i i, I think i was lucky in that respect um i know a lot of folks do change majors but that's understandable given the number of choices absolutely yeah. Maybe psych's a good place to start. We have so many psychology majors sure. here. It's one of our most popular majors, I believe, here at Montclair State. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on what people could do with a psychology degree? Sure. 
So with that, uh, I typically open the conversation that sort of two ways to separate the degree at its foundation. So one would be sort of a mental health thing. Mm-hmm. Some folks get into, you know, become psychotherapists, uh, licensed professional counselors. They do the mental health sort of thing, the talking cure, sure. But then the other side is just wide open. And it's one of those beautiful humanities majors that, I mean, we can get into public relations. We could get into, um, you know, digital media. It depends on their background. My thing is, regardless of major, we want folks to pursue a credit-bearing internship. Mm-hmm. So they can do that through uh, their career advisor through Hire a Red Hawk. They need 30 credits under their belt, and then they can begin pursuing a credit-bearing internship. So, it's so a, by sophomore year, typically. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because then they inform themselves. You know, it's like the weather's, the analogy, the weather's getting kind of cold. Need a new jacket. What do you do before you buy it? Typically, you try it on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't we do that with a career? Absolutely. So I might get into psychology. No, I don't want to do the mental health thing, but I'm looking at PR. I'm looking at some different things, but I get exposed to digital media somehow. And then that was maybe part of a small part of my internship. And then, then, then the direction was on Then it was understood. Now, digital media, let's say a psych student does something like that in their internship. Sure. Do you feel like then they should change their major and shift? Or do you feel like psych is still a strong place that they can pursue while pursuing a career in something like digital Great media? Qu- Great question. And a tough one to answer. It would depend how far along they are in their program mm-hmm. and how deep sort of their their intrinsic values work to this, this new pursuit rather than psychology. Because it might make more sense to remain in the major as long as it's not become so distasteful that they can't stand it. Uh, and then pursue another internship, a second one. Let's talk about Bobby's major. Oh, God. <laughs> Let's well, hear it, Bobby. Okay, so... You want the whole journey or you want like the final the final, the okay, final so major. The final result. So I graduated in 2016 okay. with my degree in English. I had minors in communications and business. So I was like busy all over the place. <laughs> um, and now I am in event planning and marketing and communications and social mm-hmm. media. So just to reflect back on what you said earlier, that your major doesn't dictate your career. Mm-hmm. It helps you get there. It, sure. English definitely helped me get to where I am now, but English and all of the other million things I'm currently doing don't like line up mm-hmm. when you think about like the coursework and all of that. But like my literature courses, I needed them for my major, but I paid paid more. Not so much like attention, because I paid attention to all my classes, as you should, <laughs> but um, more passion and more interest and in just caring more about the classes that were more writing-centric, because um, that is like my core passion, which feeds into everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, so I say explore, and again, your major does not, like major does not equal career. It helps you get there. Mm-hmm. So... Um, have you, either of you ever seen the show Avenue Q? No. Is that the puppet show? Yeah, so it's a musical and it's mostly puppets. Uh, it's got a lot of like dark humor in it. But anyway, the, it starts off with a, one of the puppets has just graduated from college. And one of the first lines of the show is, what do you do with a BA in English? <laughs> and like the whole show is Everything. sort of, yeah, it, it's like this introspection about like, oh, God, I graduated college. Now, what do I do with this degree? So I'm, I'm posing that question to you, Adam. Sure. Now we have Bobby, who's an example, has landed in higher education, doing a lot of communication and media with his BA in yep. English. We know English teacher is a very popular career 
field. Mm -hmm. um, what else could you do with a BA in English, do you think? It's hard to say. Um, in terms of like exact job titles, to me, the, the, it wouldn't be so much about the job title, but what you do. So mm -hmm. the communication, whether it's written, it's verbal. And if we look at here too, um, the National Association of Colleges and Employers, that organization speaks to employers and then gives us the details. And with that, those are that's within the top 10, both written and verbal communication skills. So English is. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. And sure. <laughs> so it's it's one of those sort of transferable skills that our employers, you know, as I was saying before, that they that they seek. Right. Because communication and writing is part of Everything. any Everything. career path that you're Regardless in. Regardless of field. Yeah. Um, so I guess, can we talk about one of our, actually some of our newest majors on campus? Um, one of them being a program called Medical Humanities. Yeah. What do you know about Medical Humanities? So having looked into it, and I know it's a fairly recent uh, addition here mm -hmm. at Montclair, it's an incredibly broad and, and incredibly full of depth, the field itself. So I was looking earlier on LinkedIn and I could see that some of the job titles of folks who've, who've gone through this sort of area uh, data analyst, public health officer, mm. right? And then even public relations rep. Ah. Wow. So, so you're touching like every... Yeah, a lot of different wow. points. And there were things in there from like soil conservation, you know, environmentally sound practices to, uh, you know, combating bioterrorism. Wow. Yeah. I mean, this one is deep. Very interesting stuff. Yeah. Yeah. We also we um, interviewed a student yesterday who will also be on the podcast who is medical humanities major. Mm -hmm. And her goal is to be a doctor. So it can be used sort of as oh, a like a pre-med um, pre launching track. But she said there's a lot of folks in her major who aren't necessarily looking to be doctors yeah. um, and don't necessarily want to take those like high level bio courses that you would have to go down the sure. path of if you were a bio major. Um but can still get you into the health sciences field, like some of the professions that you yeah. were saying. Yeah. It's interesting. It's almost as if it's a hybrid between the hard science mm -hmm. as well as giving back and being social. Like yeah. having, having a, a social conscience to, to what's going on around them and, and affecting change. Mm -hmm. So we actually have a brand new major that just launched this fall, which is our language, business, and culture major, Okay, which is a co-major between the School of Business and the College of Humanities. Um, what are some things that students might be able to do with that? Sure. Some of the job titles that have come out of that neck of the woods, it sounds general, but a training specialist. Mm. So with that, I mean, people need corporate trainers, mm -hmm. regardless of where we are. More often than not, we'll get them in the corporate world. But um, it's the kind of thing where you're communicating again with other folks and teaching them how to, how to do the work. Uh, other job titles, digital marketing managers, uh, sales consultant, which wouldn't be too far from, uh, from that. So yeah, business language and culture, a lot of breadth and depth there too. Yeah, absolutely. I also, I believe that that is an unrestricted major, mm -hmm. as in you don't have to have any certain requirements to get into. Is that right? Just a 2.0 GPA. Just a 2.0 GPA. Which okay. is the minimum for all majors on campus. 
which is a GPA we definitely want to have above for anybody. Yes. Sure. Um, but to be into actually the business school, the Feliciano School of Business, you need a 3.0. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a right. rather competitive program to get into that. And um, so this is also a good option for students who perhaps are looking to be somewhere in the business world, sure. but don't necessarily meet that GPA requirement at the time. Mm-hmm. This can be a really good option for them, too. And it has the calling card of the actual term business because right. a lot of fe- people are in love with that. Uh, they want to be in that field. But, you know, for whatever reason, life is complex. They're not able to get into the major. This is a reasonable solution. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. I know another one that we have here is we have so many different language options here. Mm. We have German, Latin, Italian, Spanish, Arabic, I'm probably missing some too, but we have all of these majors, these languages that you can major in. Um, So I'm wondering, again, teacher is something that comes to mind. We, you know, our whole lives, we have Spanish teachers, Italian teachers. What do you think are some other things that we could do with those majors? Sure. So in addition to what you said about teaching, you know, and the obvious one would be a translator, something along those lines, but some of the... translator. Yeah. Some of the other... um, Job titles I saw out there was a human resources generalist. Huh. So this is somebody who works, whether it's in higher ed, public, nonprofit, corporate, those sort of things. And and we know uh, they help to, you know, make the university or the, the employer work, whether it's talking about benefits, uh, talking about leave, um, vacation time, salary negotiate, lots of different things in there. So that's somebody who's uh, a focal point in an organization who can sort of help and uh, make sure policies are upheld. So there's a lot there. Uh, additionally, uh, I saw one of the folks who was a you know a language major was a writer. Oh. Yeah. So, you know, that sort of thing is interesting, but that's also the, sort of the entrepreneurial spirit. You know, you really got to work on behalf of yourself, have an agent, those sort of things, uh, but not out of the question. And I think another one was a marketing coordinator. So... Oh. Yeah, with something like that. Again, the, the foundation with communication skills mm-hmm. similar to English. Um, yeah, being the face of an organization and make sure it's seen in the way that the employer wants it to be seen. Uh, marketing, coordination, that sort of stuff is critical. Yeah. And American Sign Language, I think, is another major that we have to. Is that a major or is that a I minor? I believe it might be a minor. Just a minor. So, something. Yeah, I think it might be a minor. I mean, I think that one is so topical now, too, because you see translators for deaf communities everywhere. A, a lot of plays or musicals you go to or press conferences, things like that. Um, you see a lot of ASL translators, mm-hmm. which is pretty amazing that our country is moving in that direction of like, you know, having more inclusivity of different communities. Sure. Um, but that's another one to mention, too. Now I'm going to ask. I think it's an interesting major, but some people are probably like, uh, like my parents told me like not to go into that major. (laughs) Oh, I have a guess. What can you do with philosophy? Sure. That's the one they, you always use this like an example of a parent doesn't want me to be a philosophy major. major. My mom said no. (laughs) But Adam's going to tell you why you should say yes. (laughs) So, so with, High pressure. Sure, sure. So with that, uh, the joke would always be at the graduation party. Well, I'm sorry. What was your major? I majored in philosophy. What, are you going to be a philosopher? <laughs> you know, I mean, that's not typically nobody's really doing that. Mm-hmm. But the skills that they derive from that degree, uh, a couple of the job titles for philosophy majors, instructional designer. Oh. So there's that sort of critical down to, down to brass tacks about how, say, somebody's setting up a survey in Qualtrics. 
Mm-hmm. And they're looking at the logic within the survey and how that might relate to the answers. So that could go along with the instructional design. Uh, news media producer, certainly way out there. Uh, but never it, know. you never know. Again, exposure to a certain credit bearing internship experience. And again, somebody's matched with an employer's value system. Mm-hmm. You know, the news media outlet could be a place. And then the big one was uh, what we sort of hinted at before is entrepreneurship. I mean, it, they're... Love that program. Yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. So, you know, hanging the shingle, you know, coming up with your own ideas, starting companies, starting individuals, having a startup, all of those things can easily apply. Yeah, because it's all just a major that is teaching you how to think, how to be logical. Mm -hmm. And I mean, at the end of the day, what employer doesn't want that skill? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think that's at the crux of everything. Absolutely. Okay. So how about something like some of our STEM ones, like math or physics. Okay. What do we think are, are possible career fields for something like math? Sure. So let's see. With math, there was a really cool one on LinkedIn. Uh, they, somebody was a STEM success coach. Oh. So ed- that education piece, but not necessarily in the classroom. Yeah. And I was kidding myself when I found it. I'm like, I could probably use this person's help. You know, <laughs> science, technology, engineering, yeah. right? So... Yeah, there's no shortage of opinion out there that mathematics and science, some people are really turned off by it, some have math anxiety, those sort of things. So somebody who's studied math, I'm thinking they're an entrepreneur, but STEM success coach is a new one on me and certainly would relate to what it is that they studied and sort of, you know, made it their own. Uh, A couple others, cybersecurity consultant, we see this a lot. You know, nobody's anonymity doesn't exist so we need to make sure we do have privacy and uh, mm-hmm. when we're online, our internet footprint, all that sort of stuff. And then what was the other one? Oh, and then something fairly straightforward, uh, a data analyst. So, you know, looking at the numbers, seeing how things go, looking at trends, looking at patterns, providing technical reports, those old things. Which is relevant in any business, yeah. any company that you're part of is going to have a role like that, I would think. Yeah, definitely. Okay, how about child advocacy and policy? So completely shifting gears here away from STEM, child and ad, child advocacy and policy. What do we think about that of potential employment there? Sure. So this, uh, the majority of job titles related to that major, uh, certainly related to people yeah. and the welfare of people, both mm-hmm. adults, uh, the elderly, children. Uh, first couple of job titles, an, an interesting one, an adoption specialist. Ah. So making sure an individual is in the right in the right hands, in the right home, and, you know, the the mountain of paperwork that can sometimes go along with that process. Mm-hmm. So I thought that one was pretty cool. It's very social services, social work yeah. oriented. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone, uh, of course, this would be a post-BA sort of thing where they got their master's, but uh, an LPC. So they would be a licensed professional counselor mm-hmm. where they can do psychotherapy and, and provide assistance to those from a number of things from Addictions therapy to individual counseling to group counseling, uh, LPC tends to be, you know, a big one there that they pursue post uh, BA degree. Right. Yeah, we have a we have a, a master's of counseling program here at Montclair, oh, yeah. and I imagine this would be a good feeder program. Without for that. a doubt. And a quick shout out for that program, it's KCREP approved. That's one of the organizations oh. that uh, you know make sure that programs are on the up and up and provide the right instruction and sort of thing. So it's a great program here. It's got a great rep. Uh, yeah. In fact, uh, I graduated from the counseling program here. Uh, it was, uh, I think it was circa 1982. 
<laughs> so we it, didn't say anything. That's to cool. Dude, how old are you really? I wouldn't have guessed that. I was trying to do quick math. <laughs> but uh, maybe another one um, with sort of the child advocacy and policy. This too was post-BA in some degrees, you know, do require that we know we have to go on after the, mm-hmm. the but uh, speech language pathologist. Oh, also it seems to be a very popular um, program of study yeah. for students now. Yeah. Competitive program, um, biologically based programming and then into diagnosis and then ultimately uh, therapy and treatment for individuals uh, you know with, with concerns about hearing and speech production of sound those things and in school we had one uh, from my son years and years ago the individual came in and just changed our lives dead serious wow yeah helped my son with his uh, his speech concerns and now he won't shut up <laughs> <laughs> how old is he now he's 11 he's 11 yeah. and he's doing good he's great that's amazing. It's pretty wild. It was very touching. Yeah. Yeah. And I, at a young age, I think that's like that's a career that can make such a difference oh, in yeah. young kids' lives. Yeah. And it's one of those careers, if we speak in general, that shows results. Mm. Right? So somebody couldn't produce a certain sound before, but now they can. You know, it's like similar to like the carpenter. He or she you know, makes something. Mm-hmm. There's the table. You know, we see the results. Some people need that in their careers to see results. Some don't. Uh, and some careers don't mm-hmm. offer that sort of stuff. But uh, that's something to be concerned about, too, maybe overall. Yeah, of how much you need to see those those hard results do in that, your career. Do what I do work. Yeah, because I can imagine if you work in a field where you're doing research, perhaps a STEM type of field, mm-hmm. um, or there's research in so many fields, but it, you have to be comfortable with you are doing so much research and logging so many hours yeah. and never necessarily seeing the results that you want to at the end of the day. Which is very different than something like a speech language pathologist yeah. where you are actually seeing those results every day with the mm-hmm. clients that you're working yeah. with. Every day over time, just like right. seeing yeah. like what's changing like from yesterday or two days before. And then now it's like using that to go forward. So we've touched about almost every college. But the one that we didn't touch upon yet was the College of the Arts. Okay. So we have a whole bunch of different schools within that, that college. So we have the Department of Theater and Dance. We have School of Music. Those mm-hmm. are all kind of self-explanatory, <laughs> um, hopefully. But then we also have visual arts. Visual arts is something that students are probably like, okay, graphic design. But there has to be more. Mm. I think about um, some of the student projects I've seen around campus, like the product design. Like how you know they come up with a new design for a watch or they want to design sneakers and they'll put their prototypes up in the hallway and, you know, sort of how it all looks. So that visual medium is, is pretty powerful. In terms of some of the job titles there, visual arts, digital designer, so mm-hmm. right in line with what we've been saying. Uh, filmmaker, that's, mm-hmm. that's not mm-hmm. a shock. Gotta make it look pretty. Yeah. It, it, yeah, the palette has to sort of suggest a feeling to us, you know, as we're watching it, that kind of thing. I, I totally agree. Uh, and then the other one was radio host. Oh, interesting. So the College of the Arts is so interesting to me because it's very, very particular but broad at the same time. Mm -hmm. And at its its backbone is creativity. It just has to be there. Awesome. So you want to move into our fun, fast-paced lightning round? 
It's time for the lightning round. The lightning round. <laughs> so these questions have literally maybe nothing to do with what we just talked about, but okay. maybe they do. Okay. So our first question is, when you were younger, okay. what did you want to be when you grew up? When I was younger? Probably a musician. Mm. Yeah. You're a guitarist, right? Yeah, I play guitar. Yeah. So speaking of music, yes. what are you currently listening to? Uh, what am I listening to? The, the soundtrack to the taking of Pelham 123? That's the train movie, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I was yeah. like, wait, <laughs> yeah. I've heard this before. David Shire, uh, he's got some really cool, like, if you think about an original piece of music, the main title that he put together is phenomenal. The uh, Beastie Boys sampled some of it at one point. It's really sort of, it's way over here, but uh, boy, the, the horns, the way they come in and out, and the funk, and the whole thing is just fascinating. What is your favorite building on campus? My favorite building, in terms of presenting, I would probably say the Feliciano School of Business, Room 140. But other than that, I would, honestly, for years and years, it was the library. But I would love the second floor, grab a window, grab a book. And uh, I don't want to get too into it, but I did reshelve books. I know that's legal here. <laughs> You're not supposed to do that. So what I would do is I would get a book from home and find it here in the library so I didn't have to take it back and forth. I'd leave it at home and read it at night, and then I'd come in here, take it off the shelf, read it at lunch, and then reshelve it. But it says never reshelve books. You know, it's like this ominous. It's awful. true because a lot of people don't know how to use the Dewey Decimal have. System, right. and then the book is lost forever in the stacks. Yeah. Wow, this is something I haven't heard of so long. Dewey Decimal. <laughs> Hopefully, Adam knows how to use it. Otherwise, all of his books that he's been reading on his lunch breaks are going to be in the wrong spot. They're all over the. No, no, <laughs> If you could have any millennial career, which would you choose? Probably something in social media, because I know that that wasn't really around when I was coming up. And, you know, I've gotten into it, I think, especially something like LinkedIn. I'd love to work for LinkedIn, the, the, the professional mm -hmm. sort of version of Facebook. Yeah, the networking possibilities. That, that's definitely. So you want to be a LinkedIn influencer? I would love to be. <laughs> we talked to a representative from LinkedIn couple weeks ago and I was just like it was like a fanboy I was like you guys are the best <laughs> yeah. a brand ambassador for yeah. LinkedIn yeah right it's super cool okay and your last one yes. give us a random fact about anything only 55% of job interviewers send a thank you note that's according to uh, jobvite.com you gotta even if you're not in love with the job still send a thank you note just because you want to respect that person's yeah. time yeah you know we never, we know, we never want to burn a bridge. So just send something. Thank you, you know, for the interview, and I appreciate it. You know, whatever. You don't have to go crazy. If you love the job, obviously you want to send one. So fifty-five percent seems too low. You didn't hesitate yeah. at all when we asked you, you for that fact. Like, that was fresh on your brain. Dude, I've got it. <laughs> <laughs> if it has to do with careers, yeah. you got it. Yeah. Well, Adam, thank you so much for coming on here. This was so informative. Um, what is the key fun. takeaway that you want students to walk away from? Take yes. advantage of career services here on campus. These individuals, uh, you want to go through what's called Hire a Red Hawk. You can mm -hmm. log into Nest, find Hire a Red Hawk in there, and it's going to suggest jobs to you based on your interests. It's very intuitive, the system. You can request an appointment with your career advisor. RSVP for career fairs, tons and tons of stuff in there. So the key takeaway is take advantage of career services and the easiest way to get to that, log into Nest and log into Hire a Red Hawk. Adam also has his own podcast. So if you think Adam is really cool and fun and you want yeah. to listen to him talk more, Adam, what is your podcast called and where can they find it? Sure. So it's manual or automatic, what gears are driving your career. 
And that is, well, it's on our website. It's on the alumni website. Um, it's in the Red Hawk News. Uh, we're getting it out there and building our LinkedIn profile. And yeah, I'm, I'm glad to be here. And uh, you know, thanks for having me. This was a lot of fun, guys. Thank you. This was a lot of fun. It was. Thanks for joining us today. I'm Lindsay. I'm Bobby. And this is I Do Declare. Yes, we do.